Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the roundtable discussion podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today, we did it, everyone. I'm so excited to announce that the last of the Henry episodes is here with our deep dive into the themes of Henry VIII. It is worth noting that this was recorded on March 14th of 2020, about a week or so before the true dark times that we are in right now set in. So we are all in the same room and maybe making a bit more light of it than we would uh, today, nearly a month later. We are not intending on stopping what we do now more than ever. We actually are taking what we do very, very seriously, and we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode, although, for what it's worth pointing out, not recorded in the same room. In the meantime, make sure to check us out at our network home at ghostlightmedia.net or our website, shakespearepod.com. If you know somebody that needs a pick-me-up, I hope you think of us. I think we're funny. Anyways, with all that said, on with the show. We have to talk intellectually about this shit so we can go home and go to bed. I filled you with pie. Not be funny. Yes. Dance for me. Dance, monkey. Race for my entertainment. Oog, oog. I, so, I yeah, literally super, can't think of anything to say now. Super sad that they uh, the rest of the curling season is canceled. We uh, are Sunday League with uh, me and Chris and Rick and our friend Joe. We were second seed going into playdowns that were supposed to start tomorrow. I'm sorry about it. We had a first round bye. We had a show that was supposed to go up this weekend. Yeah, it's rough too. There's a lot of seri- serious effect to the theater community because of everything that's going on right now. Consider this will be out in two weeks, right? Yes. Consider if this is still going on instead of asking for a refund, because most leaders will give it to you, just letting that money be a donation and not asking for a refund, because this will kill us. Well, this will still be going on in two weeks. This is not over anytime soon. No, my mom... So, Joyce has been upsettingly correct about how this is going to all happen. Sure. For the last, like, three weeks. And I'm not saying she's Sylvia Brown. <laughs> well, no one is. Not even Sylvia Brown? Not even, yeah. Chase beat me to it. He gets to go fuck yourself. All right. But she started three weeks ago with, you should really just buy a couple extra packs of toilet paper. Not anything crazy, just, you know, double up what you would normally order. To Beth, I... I really think you guys are going to be looking at no school. What are you going to do when there's no school? Mom, they're not going to cancel school. It's a cold and a flu. It's fine. God damn it, Joyce. So she's right. Well, she, just... she thinks it's going to be a full 18 months for everything's back to normal, normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a good two months before we see, like... Things returning to normal? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that's going to be the case. They're they're already through emergency hospitals in Wuhan in China. Yeah, well, but that was full six weeks. Yeah, but uh, you're saying two months from now. We're already we're already a month deep. We just uh, had an inappropriate federal government response. Right. So we're a month behind what we can do about it. She's saying we are eleven days behind. 
Italy and what's going to be happening. And Italy is a kind of a shit show right now. Well, Italy, the entire country is shut down. Right. So The, the whole damn thing. So mm-hmm. we have a trip planned to Gatlinburg. We've rented a beautiful cabin. It's got an indoor pool. It has a jacuzzi. Um, it's m- like a good mile away from anything else. If they are going to declare martial law and force everybody to stay where they're at, I would like it if they could do it while I'm there. <laughs> they're not. They're 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 not going to be declaring martial law, um, though. You know, if anybody is going to believe a conspiracy about how there's oh there's a <gasps> virus every election year, um, the more got a really good one. The more likely conspiracy is that Trump let all of this shit get this bad, so that way he could declare a state of emergency and suspend normal activity. I don't think he's that smart. No, he's not, but other people are. Other people are. Um, my brother is a wonderful man with uh, way too much time on his hands. And so he trolls the dark web. Uh, and he's. Dark web. And he's. <laughs> he's come up with some. <laughs> that word makes me giggle. That's why I said it. So he's come up with some fantastic conspiracy theory. Uh, where the coronavirus is a mutation of a previously known virus, which we already know, uh, that was specifically designed and released to wipe out Americans, which is why it started not here. (laughs) When it started in Wuhan, China, and took months to get over here. The the logo of the of the right. so <laughs> that's I'm not that's saying, the thing that I love. I'm not saying it's a good conspiracy theory. I'm saying his tinfoil hat's really well made. No, the the the, the, only... uh, the umbrella corp uh logo from the the research Resident facility, Evil. yeah. Resident Evil style and the the fact that uh Corona is an anagram for raccoon. <laughs> <gasps> Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. I hadn't heard that one yet. I think that will be my next comeback when I hear him talking this crazy talk. Um, the, the the only conspiracy theory that I will kowtow to at this point is uh, the fact that the government just isn't telling us everything. Uh, the government is never telling us everything. No, but specifically in regards to this, I think it's evolving at a really rapid rate, which is why we haven't gotten a firm time frame of how long well, it will actually, last on a hard surface. Because I've heard everything from three hours to nine days. That's, I, I um, hear three days to 12 hours. That's normally what that's, I hear. Uh, that's because our federal government is currently incompetent. Yes. Vote. 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 Hey, uh, to quote uh, good friend Liz Robertson, uh, if you're going to be voting, make the right choice. Which is what she told to me as she was leaving the polling station and I was walking in. If you're going to vote, make the right choice. Yes. But, um, yeah, so no, incompetence is the biggest name in the game. The fact that they're the, the entire pandemic response team that had been set up because of Ebola making uh, rearing its ugly head a few years back uh, was fired last year because uh, we're not going to need them. We needed them. We did. We still do, but they got There fired. were other pandemics before this. Also, 
I can't be any more alert to this problem than I am right now. So let's talk about anything else. Yes. How absolutely. Okay, now, <clears throat> so here's the other thing. That anything else is the play Henry VIII by one William Shakespeare if you on the Shakespeare put, podcast. I'll take it. But if I'll you want to put that off a little bit longer, we can talk about the fairy tale escape room I get to build for the library this oh, summer. Oh, that sounds like anything else. Yeah, I'm really excited. I talked my boss into it. I didn't think Guys, she was going to go for it. It's okay. It's okay, Chase. But she did. We don't have that much content for this. It's okay. Yeah. So it's yeah, true. so I'm get I get to design a fairy tale escape room and run it at the library and test that out and do prove that it can work and do I have to climb up someone's hair? Probably not. I don't think I have the infrastructure do to Do I uh, need <laughs> to no, make that I don't, do I, I don't need have a cow? strong enough hair. Do I have cows white as milk? Um, I think the premise that I'm going with is an evil witch has locked you in a tower. Okay. And put a spell on the door so you can't get out. Stupid spell. I know. The princess who was in the tower before you has hidden the things you need to break the spell and why left you clues to find why them. Why didn't you put them on the table? Because... She had to keep them hidden from she, the evil yeah. witch. Oh, keep it she secret? knew that... Keep it, keep it safe. safe. Yeah. She escaped. Like Queen... And she knew that the evil witch was going to do this again. So she hid the items around the room so that you could find them to escape. I like this. I will come and play this game. I love that. The the escaped princess is quite prescient. So it's good that she was there first to deal with this. Mm -hmm. You know who couldn't escape the uh, horrible palace that they were stuck in? Catherine of Aragorn. Aragorn. Catherine of Aragon. Yeah. I've heard it both ways. What Ryan and I said. Yeah. Yeah, Cassie. What Beth and I said. Cassie. Daughter of I don't like that we have expensive equipment now because I can't throw things at my husband for fear. (laughs) She did just, she just, just smoke him. So smoke him with a rubber band from across the room. If you you might remember at the end of last episode, we guilted Chase into going to Walmart uh, in the middle of this epidemic to get us pie for pie. We do have recording pie. We ate Um, recording pie. It was delicious recording pie. And in response to his sacrifice, she has shot him in the face with a rubber band. In my defense, I didn't think I'd hit you. I'm usually don't his, have very good aim. His face right now looks like divorce just crossed his mind. D i v o r c. And don't worry, but the Chase, question is: Will you, the Catholic Church let you? You wouldn't have to start a whole new church. Come final no, I would do that just today. for fun. You'd do that just for fun. He's going to start the Church of Greenlee just so he can divorce his wife. Do we all have to be named with a CH name to be a member of the church? Uh, Only if you want to be a ranking member. Can I be Chef? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Trying. Yeah, you are. You are trying. (laughs) Hey, Cassie, what's it feel like to be part of the Surly Corner? Oh, what you laughing at? She's she Do you want to be She's she's embarrassed and ashamed that she just struck her husband in the face with a ba- uh, Come on, a rubber band. Yeah, chassis. Archbishop chassis. Well, she's definitely not a cardinal. Uh Chase over there is totally a deacon. A deacon. No, he's definitely a chardinal. A chardinal. <laughs> I am the chope. Thank you very much. <laughs> chope. You know that a a deacon is 
like one of the lowest ranking the members choke. of the church, right? <laughs> I know that the deacon. Yeah, it's yeah, it's no, a low but, low no, ranking but member. Clearly, he's the chope. I wanted to make a dick joke out of it. It didn't play. The chope was better. <laughs> the, I'm pr- chope. I, I'll, I'll, the chope. I'm pretty happy. Sounds with the chope. like it sounds like a dick joke. What up, chope chase? <laughs> that sounds like chump change. <laughs> chope chase. What up, chope chase? Ah, oh, dicks. So this is the level of comedy we're dealing with right now. <laughs> we're we're okay. So sorry. We're all uh, balls of stress and anxiety. Sorry, so yeah. Sorry, everybody. Uh, if you don't know, we're dealing with a global pandemic right now, and everybody needs to let off a little steam. And that's what we're doing here at the Shakespeare Podcast tonight. Hopefully, next month we're all laughing a little bit more about it. But I am guessing that we will probably be quarantined. We may, yeah. We we may have to. We may be buying some like home mics and figuring out how to do this this whole kit and caboodle remotely. I swing. will be so drunk if I don't have to drive home. That's I'll, true. I'll be skyping in, hammered drunk for next time if that's the way it's gonna go. Oh, back room's gonna that back bathroom. I bet it's got pretty good sound. Okay, for, uh, so for two Henrys of Verona. Yes, two, two Henrys, Henrys of, of Verona. Verona. That's next. Oh my gosh, the fan fiction is getting terrible. <laughs> the fan fiction started. There's out just terrible. always going to be a Henry from now on, just for you. I think. Beth. Thank you. God damn it. Taming of the Henry is going to be taming um, of the Henry. That one's going to be pretty. That sounds like a fucking bodice ripper. It does. It does. <laughs> I might have actually. You know I what? think it should be taming of the Henrys plural, and it should be all of the kings Henry. Do they all live in their own tower? Inside and Tower of London. Like all of the, the women that they have screwed over get to be like, okay. Now we're gonna tame you. Yeah. Like you you all need to Now is it is it twelfth Henry or is it Henry Knight? Does that ooh. It's Henry the Twelfth. It's actually set in space because it's in the future. <gasps> oh, there it is. It's like that Jane Eyre set in the future. You let me gave Yeah, me. it's actually it. it's it. called Brightly Burning and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Jane. Star you have something. my copy of Jenna Star? No. Born? No. I thought my coworker Allie had my copy of Your Jenna coworker Star Allie. Born. Maybe, did I buy it? I might have bought it. Either way, somebody to, has my copy of I Jenna Star Born. I can't wait to like Henry, bat. Prince of Denmark, or Mac Henry. Mac Henry. <laughs> Henry Beth. The Henry play. I like Henry Beth. No, Mac Henry is better, definitely. Okay, well, we're going to have dueling fan fictions on this. Do, 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 Beth do, do, and I are going to write Henry do, do, Beth do, together. Do, 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 do. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about Henry VIII on the Shakespeare podcast. Chase is, tried to introduce it a little it bit ago. It is the last we, uh, Henry. We are wild tonight. <gasps> it's the final Henry. That's going to be for the Henry in space. It's just yes, yes. All right. My name's Beth Roars. I'm Ryan Halfill. I'm Cassie Greenley, and I'm Chase Greenley. This is the Shakespeare Podcast. And yeah, that was a wild, stick with us. Wild cold open. So the weirdest thing that's going to happen tonight is we are funny. The not weirdest thing is that we'll eventually end this. So just stay with us. Stay with us. So we've got some pins. We've got. Uh well I mean okay so this is one of the most boring famous stories in English history this is not the most accurate historical retelling of no. the famous story no. and also not the most relevant telling 
because none of the relevant things that happen in this story. Well, this this is like so, the this is like the A cut of yeah. the beginning. Like this is like this is the prologue. This yeah. is yeah. So the the things that happened during Henry VIII's reign that changed the face of the world because they did. They did. No, he was okay. The existence so, or the the fact that they're the that he broke with the, the created his own church. Yep. The Catholic Church. Yeah. He, and, oh, yeah. So this is this is my big thing, and I wrote this this pen. Henry VIII is fascinating. Wish we'd seen it. Yeah. Because this is a man who was not supposed to be king. Brother died unexpectedly. Married his brother's wife. Became king. Had a kid. Created a new church so he could divorce that wife. Marry a new girl. Had a kid with her. Cut off her head. Got tired of her. Framed her of incest. Mm-hmm. Cut off her head. Married another woman, finally got the son he was waiting for, but that one died in childbirth, became despondent, was forced by his advisors to pick a new wife, picked a girl to marry based on a portrait, never had met her. She got off the boat. He said, you're ugly. I'm not going to marry you. They made him marry her anyway. He immediately had it annulled. Married a 15-year-old girl when he was like 48 and old and sick. She was in love with somebody else, so had an affair with somebody else. He found out, had her beheaded, married another woman, basically a nursemaid. She survived him, at which point his nine-year-old son became king. He was super sick. He died at 16, didn't want the country to become Catholic, so he named Lady Jane Grey a cousin as queen, she was queen for nine days because Mary had her thrown in the tower and executed. Because that's when we get Bloody Mary. And then Bloody Mary was queen for five years, and then she died. She killed a lot of people. Yes, and during her five-year reign, she killed many people, and then finally Elizabeth became queen. So this whole like period of history is such a roller coaster of crazy, wacky things happening, so, and this play is so boring somehow. Cassie, I kind of zoned mm-hmm. out. Can you go over that again? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no. I, I really like Henry VIII. I do too. I, I do like too. this period of history because I think it's fascinating. I think there are interesting characters throughout the whole period of time. There is an incredible growth in the whole, like all of Europe is growing at an exponential rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the Renaissance. So we're seeing art. We're seeing... Uh, political upheavals. Uh, in this play, they talk about a German emperor. There wasn't one ten years previous. They were all just principalities. And so the German well, government were, they, coming together. They were together. all united, yeah. Yeah. So there's so much happening in the world, and it's a very interesting period of time, and Shakespeare's like, no. I'm going to give you act one of what happened. It'd be like if I tried to tell you Star Wars... Uh, but really, I just told you about C-3PO. Yeah, it's like, it, he doesn't even get, he doesn't get to a single beheading. What the fuck is history without a beheading? All of the Especially deaths Especially if you're talking spring. about Henry VIII. If, if you say to me, hey, do you want to go see a play about Henry VIII? Sure. I'm going to say, hell yeah, there's going to be six wives, there's going to be lots of hijinks, there's going to be beheadings. And then it's the play ends. Novel. The play ends before Anne Boleyn even falls out of favor. 
I think the like the first it's one like, of well, the rest this, of the story. This, this is not. Um, it's not about Henry VIII. It's, it's about, about Elizabeth. Well, it's, it's not even about Elizabeth. It's, it's about, about Elizabeth's birth to the birth of Elizabeth. Right. Yeah. So our main character is constantly changing who we are focusing on. It seems in the first half it's Wolseley, and then Wolseley dies. But we're kind of now focusing on Catherine, and then Catherine dies. But don't worry, as soon as Catherine's dead, here comes a baby. That's really who we want you to focus on, is this baby. Yeah, and it's interesting Check because... Check out this rich baby! That's true. Oh, she is a rich baby. rich baby. She is a rich baby. And it, it was interesting, because I went into this going, okay, this this... The time frame of this being written in relation to King Henry VIII is if we were writing a play right now about, like, JFK. Yeah, actually, that's that's, that's close. Yeah, JFK. That's about the time frame that we're working with. Yeah, I would say because, yeah. Yeah, and we pick and choose from that time period. So if we're talking about, like, looking now back on the Cold War, we pick and choose the stories that we tell, and we don't ever tell the whole story at no, all. No, we don't, but we do tend to tell the most interesting well, it's, parts. It's, it's like, it's and like, this just isn't. And this it's is like the telling, parts. It's like uh, It's the politically safe parts. And that's the thing. Like, because, okay, so this is being, this is being written to laud Queen Elizabeth, who everybody loved, yeah. who had at this point died. And it was to just celebrate her and see, like, look how this is what she well, came from. Well, you know, from. when you wear lead paint for makeup. Yeah, it's true. Doesn't end well for you. Beauty hurts. Um, but this is written to celebrate Elizabeth. And so I'm sitting there going into it going, okay, the way that these characters is presented is by necessity then going to be politically skewed because we're going to make Anne Boleyn into, you know, a virtuous whatever. Well, we're she's, gonna she's going to be a focus positive on figure. Fo- positive figure. happens no other. It's, that's true. It it's happens not typical. In, in no other telling of Henry VIII's story is, is ever Anne Boleyn seen positively. No, because Henry launched a massive smear campaign. Oh, yeah. He smeared the hell out of her after. Like, after like literally. The because the treason that she was committed of was having an orgy in the forest with several men, including her brother, which never happened. But that was what was brought against her. Like it's, it wasn't just, hey, we need to find a way to accuse her of treason. It's no, we're gonna have a wild, she's a witch orgy, and she's a witch who laid a curse on him to get him to denounce his first wife. So I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna lay a curse on a guy, I guess the a wild forest orgy is the way to do it. But if we're writing a play, curse to you, Chase. Look, I wasn't there. You don't know about the wild Excuse forest orgies. Isn't that midsummer? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but we can't tell that story if we're writing a play to Lot Elizabeth because that's Elizabeth's yeah, mother. We can't, we can't run a smear campaign we against the and so it's like okay, the person we're trying to, to glow up, we can't we can't smear their mother. But uh, and you can't smear Henry VIII too much either because he's the father of Elizabeth. So I was honestly going into this expecting them to make Catherine the bad guy, but he doesn't do that either. No, because Catherine, Catherine is, a, is a... Catherine has the best speech in the whole play. Yeah, Catherine is easily one of the best characters in the play. And so I was like, okay, politically, I don't 
quite get the message that's being sent here. Well, like, well, who's Ka- the villain that you're focusing on Catherine, in the story? Catherine was well-loved. Like, she was, yeah. Historically, nobody disliked Catherine as a queen or anything else. There, I mean, it was actually... The people were very upset. With Henry. With Henry for the new church. It was why it was so easy to smear Anne Boleyn. People already hated yeah, her. Yeah, they she was did not like she, was, she, was, she, was, she not... was the other woman, and she came in, and yeah. they, she replaced their good Catholic queen and and everything else. And, and so the people fucking, they were like, yeah. oh, you want to talk shit about this? Oh, yeah, we can talk shit about her. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and Henry was not a good dude. No, he was a dude. Like, he had mistress after mistress. While he was married to Anne, he was also having an affair with her sister, yep. Mary. Yep. Um, he had several affairs while he was married to Catherine. There are multiple illegitimate his affair with Mary. Well, no, they, the made, they, made, they, they made a movie it's, of it. N- yes. N- do you know how you like to disbelieve that the last... Uh, Indiana Jones movie ever happened? No, I love Last Crusade. Exactly. Um, I feel the same way about that other Bolin movie. Oh, Scarjo in that? Yeah, it's bad. I don't, I don't know. I the book is it. good. The book is good. I say it's Scarjo and uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. But there's actually there's a lot of literature out there that's written about this period of time. The author of the other Bowling Girl is Philippa Gregory. She's, she's a- written a lot about the Tudor. Now, Stars has done a very good series on her books. Mm-hmm. The White White Queen, White Princess, White Spanish Queen, Princess. Yeah, yes. So those are all very good. Um, HBO's Tudors is actually more historically accurate. No, yeah, I've seen some of that as well. Yeah. Hannah, I mean, Hannah watched a lot of it. It's very sexy. Yeah. Um, but it, it's um, more historically accurate. I mean, but, there's nobody pissing in pots out in the garden, which is what would have been happening. But They wouldn't have gone to the garden. That's too far to walk for that. It's true. Uh, but the, the introduction that... Or at least they that, would have been using pots. The introduction that I had to... Henry VIII was a book by Philippa Gregory, um, who is not Philippa Gregory, uh, Margaret George, who's another historical fiction writer. And this was like a thousand page book, but the framing device was it was King Henry's Fool. Ooh, fun. I uh, like fools. Telling the story of What's watching. The name of the book? What is the name of the book? I think it's just called The Autobiography of King Henry VIII. Nice. Um, and I read the entirety of that book in five days while I had mono my junior year of high school. You had weird dreams? No. I had weird dreams when I had mono. So I would imagine reading a book like that would have just made it even weirder. So the, yeah, so we've got a really fascinating historical figure. And, and this play does not do gives us act one of his story. It's like, where's the rest of it, my dude? Now it because is because we get we get up through Elizabeth is born, and that is the play. Yeah, and and a lot of this is revisionist history. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And we have our our scheming, our scheming cardinal Woolsey. You know, like the the cardinal of the Catholic Church is often a great villain for for right. many. You've got historical pieces. So you're coming off of Elizabeth the first and her long reign, but. But people still remember Mary Tudor 
burning. Fucking fricassing Catholics. No. Or Protestants, Protestants. I mean, yes. Yeah, heretics, Protestants. Shaving them and burning them. Yep. So the fighting between Protestants and Catholics. Well, she was a good good Catholic girl just like her mom. Did anybody watch the TV show Will? No. No. Okay, so there was a Shakespeare show that TBS did. Mm-hmm. I think it was TBS. Could have been TNT. Um, but either way, the Shakespeare show, it's real good. London Calling plays for the theme song as mm-hmm. Will's leaving Stratford to go to London. It was great. Um, but they do a lot with the papists hiding and how illegal it was to be a Catholic in London at that time. So having this revisionist history writing where the Catholic Church is the bad guy, where Wolsey, who is an archbishop, is scheming. Who's a cardinal. Cardinal, sorry. Is scheming and he's getting people killed for no reason and he's driving a wedge between the king and the queen and uh, he is everything that is wrong. That really pans out. For a political writing written in the oh, next, no, yeah, for sure. Year. And the fact that the fact that um, you know this is written about you and know James, getting to, getting to the point when the great Queen Elizabeth is born. And James, before he took the throne, had to convert from Catholicism to the Anglican Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's this whole fight between the Catholics and the Protestants. It started obviously when. Henry formed his own church. <laughs> and so, you know... When I don't Edward, like shit, I just break it down and make <laughs> yeah. a new one. Edward, well, I mean, his son... You can do, okay, so you can do that in certain ways, and doing it like, you know, the Reformation is one thing, or saying, I want to get a divorce, so fuck you, I'm making my own church, yeah, is another way. That's the thing. It's like, another way. <laughs> when, when Martin Luther... Quicker. Definitely quicker. Oh, way quicker. When Martin Luther broke away from the Catholic Church and nailed his treaties to the door, you know, all that kind of stuff, it was for... I know a song to Davy Crockett about it. It was for theological reasons. It was because he thought that the Catholic Church had become, you know, focused too much on wealth and too much on turning their um, priests into, you know... Emissaries. Yeah, emissaries well, instead the of... The political power of the yep, church. They, it, and, was, it was yeah. a... To Martin Luther, it was an empire on yep. earth, which should not be. I definitely have yeah. a copy of uh, Luther's small catechism. Oh, yeah. I, a couple I, of I was, so, but I was raised and catechized Luther. I, ha- I have a graphic novel, which is a strange thing to have. You my have, mo- to, my you mother have to gave appeal to, to the youths. The youth. No, yeah, I went, the I, went through, I went through Lutheran catechism and, yeah. and everything like that. Um, but I yeah. am not a Lutheran anymore, but, you know, I was when I was little. Yeah, but almost every time a new branch of a church is formed, it's because of a theological difference from the church that came before. And technically, this is a theological difference that he should be allowed to divorce his wife if he fucking wants to. But well, it's why, not born it's... out of, I have a theological opposition to this. It's born out of... I want to have sex with this girl. She won't have sex with me unless I marry her. I can't marry her while I'm married to this other person, so I'd like a divorce, please. That's not theological. Yeah, so that's why I that's say it's, it's, it's not really a... The Anglican so, Church is not really a Protestant religion. So you have to wonder, 
wouldn't it have been easier to kill her? I'm just, I'm. It's a horrible question, but you know, there's validity to it. Like, why not? Uh... Well, you know, but Catherine, Catherine, was, Catherine asked... was too well loved. Just poison to her. offer. Yeah, but here's the thing: once he's asked to divorce her, and then they say no, and then she dies, that's hella suspicious. If he'd just gone straight to like slowly poisoning her. It would have been one thing, because then it could be like, oh, my I'm wife, just saying she died, that, it's so sad, let me find like, solace. Clearly, yeah. he doesn't think things through <laughs> to completion. Uh, he's yeah. not... Have a, you met Henry VIII? He's, no, he's been dead for 400, 500 years now. He's not a full plan kind of guy. No. No, not at also, all. Also, just terrible at communication. <laughs> we'll leave you on red constantly. He goes off half-cocked. Mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes yeah. it looked like he got off full-cocked. <laughs> Well, at least enough times to at least enough times to be disappointed about the gender of his children. It's true. Again, a woman can't decide if it's going to be a boy or a girl because we don't have the Y chromosome. I don't have it. It's not in me. Oh, I might. Who knows? I've never done my genetic testing. It could be there. But say so it's entirely possible. Who knows? There's a wide spectrum. It's true. It's true. But that was, so I and remember, science, science I remember that. of a, being a little kid and hearing about the story and being like, but they don't have any control over how, like, you can shake the dice as much as you want and you have no control over what's going to come out. What, and honestly, nobody does really. It so, just happens. Yeah. yeah. Science. Science. I don't understand science. It's voodoo. But I, <laughs> I, just remember being flabbergasted at this story. Like, how unfair. I think that was the start of my journey into feminism. Oh, thank goodness for Henry VIII, I guess. Let's not. No. No, he was he was a huge dick. Um, and, you know, there's... and there, Going back, I just find him fascinating. I'll talk about Henry VIII all day. Um, and his wife specifically. There's actually a musical playing in London right now I, called Six. It's... Um, it's coming to Broadway. It's coming to Broadway. I've started to see ads for it on all of my social media. And Six reimagines the six wives of Henry VIII as like rock stars. I'm excited. Hmm. I have not seen anything about it. I'm excited also, for Jane Seymour. I also yeah. hate musicals. I love Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, too. I don't have anything sharp, really, that would stab my eye. That Sharpie pen's not going to do it. Not a spork. All right, this is the reason we can't talk about Henry's anymore, because I'm tired of the Jane Seymour. That's all you got? That's just this Henry in particular. Okay, this Henry um, so involves Jane Seymour. It's not so my fault. Yes. Let's move on to authorship. Let's talk quick. about authorship. So, so this there is, is... There is an authorship question. Right. There and is. So he is, this play is said to have been co-written with John Fletcher. Yes, Fletcher. Who... And there's a... He co-wrote another play, two other plays, with Shakespeare that we don't have on our list. We don't have Two Kinsmen. No, Two Noble Kinsmen. We don't have that on our list at, at all. Um, the other one's a lost play, so... Oh, okay. Is that... How did Car- Two Noble Cardinia? Kinsmen not Cardinia. make it to the list? It's questioned. Okay. I actually just read a book about Cardinia. Well... That people were looking for Cardinia. It was the second one in the Jane or the Thursday next series. 
Well, yeah, and two yes. noble, two noble kinsmen. It's it's up in the air as to. It's contended, just like there's an Edward play that's contended. Yes, um, I have seen two noble kinsmen. I think I have a copy of the great of the complete works that includes, includes it. So two noble kinsmen. I, I typically see it included. It's not always though. It is not included in every edition. But we might we might have to talk about some apocryphal. Oh, I think I think we should definitely throw two noble kinsmen out there. uh, You know, after we're done, after After we're done, done. after we finish the legit plays, but known canon. Um, but yeah, Yeah. no. Sometimes two noble kinsmen is thrown out there. Uh, sometimes it is included with the complete works. Um, and sometimes it's not. Cardi- yeah, Cardinio's well, lost. Fletcher, Fletcher is considered a successor to Shakespeare, and um, the plays that you know that Fletcher was involved in came later in Shakespeare's career. And you know, he may have been dead of, already. We don't he, know. you know, he kind of passed the torch on to Fletcher, supposedly. Um, and so they could have been plays that Shakespeare started writing and didn't finish. <gasps> a Christopher Tolkien? Something like that. Um, or plays that, you know, there were notes for or, or whatever, or Shakespeare had scenes written. Now, the, Henry is written in Shakespeare's style. It does not, you know, Henry VIII is, is it doesn't have a lot of the, discrepancies yeah, that we didn't run say, I didn't really into. notice, I didn't notice like language. tying into the language pen it all read very much like Shakespeare to me. It, it does not it does not have the discrepancies that we normally see in the shared or contested authorship plays. It reads as a true Shakespeare. Um you know and and the some of the ones that we do run into that have the shared authorship question you can tell. You can tell mm-hmm. when it switches from the Shakespeare's voice to someone else's. So it, it just, and there are some. So one of the things that is very common with Shakespeare that we pinned was the mirroring. He tends to mirror a lot between acts, and yeah. so that's one. That's one of the things that I I did notice when we were reading. So you're it. talking about the mirroring between like uh, Catherine in Act Two and Wolsey in Act. This play, this yeah. whole play is a series of trusted person in Henry's life mm-hmm. suddenly accused of treason, no longer trusted. Right. Like that, we see that happen three, four times. Right. Buckingham and Wolsey. Well, Buckingham mirror, and Wolsey in the beginning. They, they mirror each other. Uh, and then we see those speeches between Wolsey and Catherine. They kind of mirror each other. Um, as well as their deaths being they are off off screen after their fall they die sadly and are pitied um i don't think anybody pitied wolsey well catherine talks about wanting to pity him and not being able to really try i'm, like, I'm trying to pity I him i want to i hope he's at peace feel bad for him yeah um but as far as like interesting things that are going on with the writing it there's and just there's not, not i really wanted the two gentlemen reoccurring to be interesting it's not it's not it's just no but i exposition. mean the ex- the exposition is good and it's important like, no it's not because the exposition we get is some of the shit that doesn't matter so well, no no okay so no it 
Some of this shit doesn't matter to a modern audience, but may have mattered at the time. Yes, that's okay. That, of course, can always be said. Also, I I mean, I'll agree. It does not matter to a modern audience, and a lot of it can be cut. But at the time, that stuff would have. They talk a lot about those French mannerisms. Um, Something I meant to bring up earlier and forgot to and didn't write a pin about, but um, is the alternate title for this play. Um, so this is Henry VIII, but it was also known as All is True. Yep. Which All... I just, that's a shady sounding title for me. It is. Hey, everything I'm writing here is true. All is true. Is it though? Everything he says is true. I wasn't going to question it until you when wrote something do, down about that. When my kid comes downstairs and says to me, Mom, I'm not lying. <laughs> is he though? I didn't ask you if you were lying. Why did you offer that up? Everything I've written here is true. All is true. Is it? Is it? All some shady yeah. shit. Uh, all is true. Where's shady the poop? Spear. Where? Where's? Where's the poop? I didn't poop in the bathtub. I didn't ask if you pooped in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what? now I have to check the bathtub. Now, now I have, now to, I have to look in the bathtub to to. I have to look for turds in the bathtub. Well, I didn't poop in the bathtub. You keep denying it. Why? What? Yes. Me what, she does protest. It's too just much. an did interesting you, Did you poop title? in the bathtub last time? And so you're just saying, hey, this time I didn't do it. No, we didn't. It's just an interesting title to give this play. Oh, all is true. All is true. Also, calling uh, it Henry VIII is also kind of a fun title to give it. <laughs> It really well. It, it, Neither one really apply. You can't. You can't call it Queen Elizabeth though. Because we could have called it the tragedy know, of Catherine of Aragon. We could have, but we don't. Marathon. Yep. We don't name plays for women in Shakespeare's time. At least not the histories. Taming of the Shrew. Oh yeah. Troilus and Cressida. Cressida. Yeah, but that's because we couldn't <laughs> name it. Uh, <laughs> creepy sex uncle. Creepy, creepy rape uncle uh, was taken. Let's just do that play again instead of doing Henry. No, no, we're not talking about Troilus and Cressida again. Look, someday we'll do a greatest hits like retour through some through of our my favorites. favorite podcasts that we've done that I've enjoyed doing are the shittiest plays. Absolutely, Heracles was hilarious. <laughs> Time in of Athens. Oh my god, Time of Athens is great. I still so, maintain it's one of the greatest <clears throat> ones. As people keep posting pictures of empty shelves at places or shelves where there's like. There should be nothing, but there's one solid solitary potato. Yes. It's the one solitary that potato, was Mike. Fantastic. Oh, wow. Well, I guess he he were digging for that and instead found a bunch of gold, he'd be pissed, right? Like every time I see a solitary potato, I keep just coming time, back time to of that. Athens. Um, just straight back to time time which, of Athens. Which unfortunately, other than you three, no one else <laughs> in the sphere of my life. Is like, oh yeah, that's the that's what I would have. I totally would have. I totally would have. Yeah, I went, picked up that you were talking I went, about. I went time in of Ma- Athens as well. Yeah, because I was in a in a cave digging up tubers <laughs> and only found gold. God damn! I wish I had that. Cha- yeah. I wish I had that luck. Yeah, it's the Midas potato. <laughs> let's uh, move so on let's, to our yeah, other permapins. Agency of women, none. Catherine gets a great speech, but that's not the same thing as agency. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my same thing that I was yeah. thinking. Of. Like well, she but, has an amazing, amazing but speech. In Shakespeare's defense, on this one, 
the women in Henry's life did not have a lot of agency. No. That is very true to history in this particular case. So that's the historically accurate yeah, portion of the play. Yeah, that's historically accurate agency yeah. of women. But no, Catherine. Well, non-existent. Ca- Catherine. Man. Nope. I know, but like she should have. She was queen for 20 fucking years. She's got a, a sense of dignity that she never loses. It's true. Despite what she, happens to her in the face of her lack of agency, she is very dignified. And she still gets, I mean, she does. she does have a really amazing speech. But the problem is, is she does not have any control over what happens. No. That's right. And even Anne Boleyn, no control. No control. The she, most well, no, control that she has that... is saying, I'm not going to be your mistress. Yep. You're going to marry me or not I won't, be, I won't be the other woman. So, and, and I'm sure at that point she figured that was a deterrent to Henry. No. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, I got rid of my wife. This is not. Did not. So we often Hmm. see Anne Boleyn portrayed in a couple of different ways. Um, Scheming. Scheming. I have always enjoyed the portrayal where she is a pawn of her family, Mm -hmm. but she is smart. Yeah. And I think that that's that's true. I think that's borne out historically. Yeah. I think that that is probably my favorite. But like this, this version doesn't even necessarily give us either of them. We don't get to see her. She's, yeah, she's hardly in it, honestly. We get her saying that she's not going to be the the second woman. Yeah. And then, like, she's Nor- normally to exist. Yeah. Well, she comes back and she speaks a little going, I would rather not be queen. And then they're like, oh, the king's given you this title. And she's like, well, uh, that was not my intention. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, no, it's, uh. So she, she even has a speech where it sounds like she's like, I, this isn't, this isn't really, I mean, I'm gonna take it, but this isn't what I want. Well, she'd be dumb not to, but at the same time. Would she? Because I think she went well, into Well, she didn't it. expect to get her head chopped the fuck off. Yeah, I think she went into it expecting, like, at least if I'm queen, I'll have some protection. Yeah. Whereas if I was just a mistress, I wouldn't have any protection. But actually, becoming queen is what lost her her life. Although, King Henry VIII did do her the kindness of allowing her to be executed by a swordsman instead of with an axe. Which was genuinely a mercy as far as it goes, because swords are sharper and more accurate. So it was guaranteed to be a clean cut over in one Whereas an axe, sometimes it was a few chops. Catherine Howard did not get that courtesy extended to her. The, the, well, which, after the, you grant it the first time, really seems like a slap in the face. The funny, it, and well, the here's the, the thing. Well. She, here's the she, thing, though. Catherine Howard, Catherine Howard was actually having an affair. Yeah. And when asked about it, um, she said, I would rather be a Culpepper's wife than a queen. Mm. At which point Henry was like, not. Nah. Dead. The, the funny thing is, is a sword is a bad is is a bad weapon for chopping someone's head off. Axe really is better suited to it. Piano wire is the best weapon. My favorite gruesome death idea is with piano wire. I know you glue your hands to the side of your face and then you jump off a table with piano wire wrapped around your neck. I was going for a building, but yeah, but then my hand, my head wouldn't roll away. No, yeah, you'd be super glued to your hands, and so you'd just be in your lap. I know. 
This is taking a weird turn. No, very. Heard, the problem is yeah. he's heard that story so many times because uh-huh. I think it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I so that's that's just some more Henry VIII fun tidbits that were not included in this play. Nope, even more. All right, so language we didn't notice adaptations. Look, look we've the talked man. about the adaptations throughout the whole thing. There are some fantastic adaptations of Henry VIII. They're just not of this play. Of this play, because they're actually interesting. Though, as as was stated earlier, last episode, talking about the one scene that is in every adaptation yeah. comes from this play. Yeah. And, and I can't say that I've read a ton of primary sources, because I haven't... I don't even know where to go. Mm-hmm. But I have not heard of anything before this, and this scene is in everything I see. Literally every adaptation of the story of Henry VIII includes that scene right. with Anne Boleyn in Wolsey's party. Right. And, I mean, that's when they met, so cool, beans. Um, but, it, like, the masquerade and all of that kind of stuff, and I don't know how we know all of the stuff that happened. I do have a favorite historian. I love Alison Weir. She, if you need to go back and read some actual, like, instead of historical fiction, like bi- biographies, I highly recommend her. She is a Tudor historian. She's very good. Uh, do you guys want to guess where this falls on the uh, Oregon Shakespeare <gasps> yes! Festival? No, uh, I'm going to go with six. Mm, oh, that would be really. That's low. I'm going to go with 10. This one is the bottom of the list. It is tied with Timon of Athens and Titus Andronicus for the least number of times performing. Four. 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 Yep. Four. Hmm. As soon as you said at the bottom, I knew it was four because I knew those were... were I would rather put on Timon of... Because I can think of I would rather put on Timon of Athens. I would put on Timon of Athens or Titus Andronicus. Of course, you know I would put on Titus Andronicus anyway. You've done it already. I have. But... Actually, I, and I have never directed Henry VIII. <laughs> actually, the one at, truly at the bottom is um, Two Noble Kinsmen, which they've only done once. But again, that's a contested. It's incredibly contested. Maybe as to with my two weeks off, I'll get started on my master spreadsheet of all the Oregon, all of the Shakespeare festivals in North America. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll. I'm concerned. I have two weeks off from work. And my theater group is obviously not really doing any of it she stuff can't, right now. She can't do I have theater. Nothing else she to can't do. go to work. All she can do is bug chase and spreadsheet. Can I can I suggest just uh, mainlining Elizabeth Gaskell uh, TV dramas? I can multitask. Good. All right. She can spreadsheet and do that. Lark Rise to Candleford is a really good way to waste two weeks. Okay. Good to know. Um, are we, are we piss, done? They used to piss Mike off because there's nothing that nothing happens in that show. He says it's great. Um, yeah, we're done. That's it. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. This is a short <laughs> one, guys. Um, oh, it's still, not that short. Not that short. It's, we still put like it's still one o'clock. Well, yeah, but that's because we took a really long break in the middle to make Chase go get pie for, for recording <laughs> pie. So don't bother. <laughs> but Beth, the Henrys are done. It's the last Henry. It's the boom splat. No, we're doing two Henrys of Verona next week. <laughs> and at some point, we got to swing it. back around. Like, even though there's I'm an authorship question, we got to swing back around to uh, two noble Henrys. 
Oh, uh, yeah, two noble Henrys. We're going to do Henry Olenus soon. Can when, you imagine when if I, this... Hey, Cassie, Henry yeah, when I'm found dead... <laughs> yes. And I will be. Yes. I want you to know that it was the Henrys that killed me. <laughs> There's a modern You play, heard it here, folks. Twelve Angry Henrys. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great if this the title of this one had <laughs> Henry and a, and a existed as all is true? Sunday in the park with Henry. Henry and the sun. Waiting for Henry. <laughs> oh, that would have been so much better because then Henry would have never fucking shown up. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, but when just Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote a musical about everybody dressed up in Henry suits. <laughs> it's just Henry's. It's Henry's. <laughs> it's uh, it's Lin Manuel Miranda's next. Henry. Don't make me fling a hair tie at you. <laughs> You're a lot name. closer. I can probably definitely hit you uh, in the face. Don't forget that for a Patreon exclusive. Chase and I, once it comes out on some free format that we don't have to pay for, mm-hmm. will be uh, podcasting, live streaming. Yeah, I don't really know. We're gonna figure out some way to we're some, gonna, some about, sort of some sort of get together. Stream is gonna happen. Yeah, of some, of we're, some... we're gonna get together and and drunkenly watch that. I think it has to be with rosé. I don't think we can drink beer. I think we have to drink like. Arbor Mist or something like that. Oh uh, yeah. No, you guys, you guys need no, to get. We got to do a Tour de Francia. No, Sparkle Teeny. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys need to go with the Raspberry Sparkle Teeny. Oh no, I think we need crazy straws and a box of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to not be here. Cassie and I will happily not. <laughs> Oh, that feel that the way that you said it made it sound like you and I are going to be doing something else at the same time. Oh, no, I don't no, know no. what that would be. Uh, I don't. I don't know what that would be either. I but think, that was not what my intention was. I think that if we watch Cats, mm-hmm. they should have to watch something like Legend or something. Just okay. Well, yeah, Legend's actually. Yeah, but I don't good. think she's ever seen it. Legend? Have you seen Legend? No. Tim Curry yeah. plays a giant demon. Tom Cruise is in it. Mm. You I had know. me on board with the first part. You lost me with the second. I know. Or I know. It's a... what's something else that she would never watch? I mean, there's a lot. Because he'd be really down for it, and she's like, mm. I mean, the, the problem is that <laughs> Cassie... <laughs> face over here. She's like, I swear to fucking God, if you tell them what I won't watch, they'll never let it go. They are like dogs with bows. Well, Cassie's just not a, like, a bad movie person. <gasps> what about Willow? Have you ever seen Willow? It's oh, Warwick okay. Davis. It's on. We figured it out. You'll um, love it. I'm you never going to introduce you guys to my coworker hey. Ellie because we've had this conversation. So in the past right, okay, it's got Warwick Davis. I know. It's got Val Kilmer. I know. All right, so you're in. So Ryan's favorite yeah. movie of all time is either Tombstone or Willow, depending on the day and what side of the moon it is showing. The same side of the moon is always showing. Yeah, it's back. usually Willow. <laughs> uh, no, you're. The, that's not, neither one fact, of them is my favorite movie of all time, but they are both my favorite Val Kilmer uh, movie. Fun fact: at the same time, only half the moon is reflective. That's why we have phases of the moon, Cassie. So that is inaccurate. That's it's, not it's, a no. Fight. The Nazi base please is on the other not, side of the please moon. Please do not take that as scientific fact. It is wildly incorrect. Uh, the Nazi base is on the other side of the moon. That's also, why we can't wildly see it. incorrect. No. It's true. They made a sequel to that movie. Did they? Yeah. To Iron Sky? Yeah. Oh, shit. Iron Sky's great. We should watch that. 
there is a wonderful Sarah Palin impersonator in that movie, and it is so timely and matters not at all for this period. Like it That's dates true. It, the no, movie it so no long, badly. Yeah, it is, yeah. If if the Nazis ha- raising children on the dark side of the moon wasn't bad enough, Sarah Palin as president. I watched really, that with Hannah. It just really solidifies that that's just maybe one of the worst movies ever made. All maybe right. that and Bad Sheep, the sheep that eats people. Can we? Uh, that was Deathbed. Deathbed, the bed that eats, eats people. Can we say goodnight, John Boy? Goodnight, John Boy. My name's Beth Roars. My name's Ryan Halfell. I'm Cassie Greenley. I'm Chase Greenley. This has been the Shakespeare Podcast. Is this episode 60? Who knows? Uh, who knows? Um, I feel like ever. at any point in time, anybody can end the podcast by just saying their name. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've proven this to be true. In you, have to, you have to say your own name. <laughs> saying other people's names just extends it. But you can That's say your fact. own name. Yep. yep. All yep. right. Good night, John Boy. What, Paul? Oh, dicks. Dick. Turn it off. Oh, podcast, is, podcast is closed. You don't tell me what to do. Front should have told you. Chase, turn it off. Turn it off. Oh, look at you listening to me. That's so nice. Oh, rich baby. Turn it off. Hit the button. Hit it. Hit it. No, don't do it. Don't do it, Chase. You have don't, to do it. Don't. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.